0: Welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, April 19th, 2023, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. We are grateful to be gathered together with the Summers family to get to hear a little bit about their story of adoption from Hungary, of their son Jonas, but also to talk about the gift of adoption, but also the difficulty of of being parents and of adoption. And specifically today, we want to talk a little bit about something that I know is near and dear as well to Dr. Rick's heart, and that is raising and parenting and caring for children with autism or on the autism spectrum. And so uh, we know that for many of our listening audience uh, you feel what it feels like to uh, have a child in your home with with maybe a learning difference or or a need that that we want to make sure that we're caring for and so uh, today, we just want to look at that and look specifically at uh, autism, look specifically at uh, raising children with learning differences. And you know, beloved, as, as we even think about these topics, uh, you know, one of the, the things that I think is we in life sometimes simplify things that are difficult. And being parents is difficult. Anything worth doing is difficult. And yet God gives us such grace. He, he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the weary. And we want to talk about God's grace and and beauty in the difficult and in the messy. But before we introduce the Summers family and bring them, and of course, the infamous Dr. Rick, we wanna talk about online learning experience. And so at Lifeline, we know that growing As a healthy family can be challenging, especially in the light of trauma. And we know that every adoption experience and every foster care experience is born in trauma. Kids that are separated uh, from their parents, kids that have lost tragically their parents, kids that are abandoned, kids that have been taken from their parents, that is traumatic. And we know that many of our kids are dealing with that past trauma in lots of different ways. And so we've created an online video library for you to find helpful information insight and resources that can help you on your family's journey. So you can see our show notes and whatever podcast app you're listening to this in, or for more details, you can go to lifelinechild.org online-learning-experience. And I know you're going to remember that. So always look at the show notes, but again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash online-learning-experience. Now, even as we bring the Summers family, I'm confident that uh, Dr. Rick came up with that hyperlink for the promo. He is always wanting to expand people's just just the way they think and the way they do things. But we're so grateful to have Taylor and Katie join us here. And for many of you may not know, this is actually the first podcast that's coming from our new studio here in Birmingham, Alabama. And so we're grateful that Taylor and Katie Summers came and joined us. They adopted their son Jonas from Hungary in 2022 at the age of two. Their adoption process was was fairly seamless, as they had the mindset of saying yes to whatever child uh, they were presented, understanding that as well. They would not be able to pick a biological child. Either, and knowing that this child that the Lord had chosen for them was from Him, so they matched with Jonas in July of 2022 and were home in October. They stayed in Hungary for roughly six weeks, where they bonded and connected with their son prior to coming home. Katie is a nurse practitioner, and Taylor runs a nonprofit in Kenya called Zoe Ministries. They have a heart for overseas mission work and carrying out the call of adoption. And so we're so grateful to have Taylor and Katie here. But of course. <laughs> Folks, listen to this podcast for the world-renowned author, overall good guy, infamous Dr. Rick. Uh, he is the celebrity around here. Dr. Rick,
1: I know that this topic is near and dear to your heart as well. First of all, Herbie, I, I want to change a little bit about the way you address me. So I'm Dr. Dash Rick <laughs> Dash Morton. Um, so if we could do that, because those dashes are amazing to be able to help people to remember, right? Like, what are we doing? What happened in the days with hyperlinks (laughs)
0: where they were pretty simple? Like, backslash learning, (laughs) uh, backslash something to remember. But, you know, in fairness, I think I'm going to remember
1: learning dash. And I even forgot you forgot it. it. <laughs> so See, never mind. I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check with our team because maybe we get paid by the dash. I don't know how that works, but I don't know why we would why we would string dashes together like that. And um, but you know, there are a lot of things we don't know. I I have been I've been really excited about this conversation and and uh, and to talk to you guys because first of all, in just in in kind of getting familiar with with your story a little bit, um, Denise and I had a really similar experience in. Uh, The in the idea that we believe that the Lord would choose our child and would direct us to our child. And so we we covenanted together before the Lord and said, we just believe that the first file that we're handed is is the child that's to be ours. And I know that's not everybody's journey and that's Mm -hmm. not everybody's experience. But but for us, that was that was a thing. And 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 we. Our parenting, you you know, through special needs and we're parenting, uh, we're parenting a child that will be with us until we go home to be with Jesus. And, you know, and, and, and the difficulties that come, you know, with that. But, um, but there's also beauty in it, right? There's also, there's also some, some, some great stuff. And. And I think particularly as we dig into the topic of autism today and we talk a little bit about the, you know, that thing that is is a part of our kids' lives. Um I just really look forward to talking to y'all because I, I think the experiences that we've been able to have, they're hard things and you know, difficult things that are that are part of that journey. But there there also have been some amazing lesson, lessons learned and some, you know, some great gifts that God's mm-hmm. given us along the way that we wouldn't have without the perspective that our child brings and without the, you know, the the kind of the different way that Eric looks at the world. Mm. And, and that's, that's also been, you know, a great blessing. And so maybe as we, as we get in, Katie and Taylor, first of all, thanks for joining us. And we're really glad y'all are here, but I'd I'd love to just kind of dig in a little bit and, and talk a little bit about your adoption journey um, with Jonas and, and really maybe even kind of dig into that about like how you had peace about the decision you made that, in choosing Him and in kind of the way that you got to Him. And so, Katie, I'll throw that to you first and, and just would love to hear you all talk about that.
2: Yes. So adoption has actually been a part of our story from the very beginning. On our very first date, we discussed um, that both of us wanted to adopt one day, but before we even talked about marriage, we talked about adoption and children. And so that is true. Um, we knew from day one that adoption would be um, a part of how the Lord would grow our family. But never in our wildest dreams did we think that autism would be a part of our story. Mm -hmm. And we also really want to clarify on the front end of everything that we are not autism experts Mm. (laughs) and we will never claim to be. Um, We are very new to this game. And every day, just like we were talking about before, is a learning experience. And I think that it's a lifelong Mm. learning experience. So every story is different and every just like every child with autism is Mm, different. So. Today, we will definitely speak to our perspective and and journey with parenting a child with autism. But everybody's is going to be a little bit different.
3: Yeah, I think if we want to be transparent, that when his file came across our email, personally, I had never heard the term autism. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what it was. And it was kind of like, I don't know, you're you're getting warm looking at it. I spent, I think we got the file one morning, 10 o'clock, and I spent the rest of my day googling youtube videos <laughs> two-year-olds with autism because mm-hmm. so i just had no clue yeah and now i i don't know anything other than autism we don't have any other children yeah. right. and it's kind of we eat sleep and breathe autism at this moment and i don't think i'd change it
2: yeah so to start off with when we got his file um neither one of us were an immediate, yes, this is our son. And we did not go into it thinking like when we get a file, we're just going to jump right in. We definitely, you know, wanted to pray and seek the Lord's guidance. And is this who he has for our family? Mm -hmm. And um, so while Taylor was Googling and researching, I was at work Googling and researching as well. So when we came home, we were both comparing notes. And um, I, who was on board first?
3: Katie was a solid no.
2: Not a solid no. I was just... Not, not <laughs> sure.
3: And I was a 50-50, but I was like, let's He was just, definitely
2: more on the yes, though.
3: Let's pray about it. Yeah. And then revolves, I mean, roles reverse pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And I don't know, 10 days later, we told Brianna that we felt like he was our child. Yeah. Mm. And I think that what would not leave my mind is I had lunch with a friend right before we told her a couple days. And he asked me if we had a biological child with special needs with autism, what would we say? And all I could say is, okay And I think that that did it.
2: I remember our phone call um, with our caseworker and when we officially said yes. Mm -hmm. And um, Taylor said these words and I've never forgotten that he said, you know, the Lord calls us. He doesn't call us to be comfortable. He calls us to be obedient. And if we say no to this little boy, then I feel like we would be disobedient. Yeah. Mm. And he was like, it's not going to be comfortable. And we know that. Like we yeah. knew that from the start. And gosh, we were scared. We're still scared. Um, <laughs> but like, I remember walking into this journey, knowing nothing and just fully relying on the Lord and and just trying to. Yeah. And that was,
3: that was the second week of May. And we knew that we were not going to meet him until September. So we had the entire three to four month period of doubt just Mm -hmm. creeping in. Mm -hmm. And we knew that, yeah, yeah, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? And, but we had on our calendar mark September the 8th and we would (laughs) find out on September the 8th. (laughs) And, And it was hard, but we spent our morning looking through pictures from September the 8th all the way to today. And how faithful God's. Been. Yeah, it's just the Lord. It's awesome. it humbles us as well. Yeah. You know, Dr. Rick, I, I can't I can't stop but be
0: amazed at the similarity <laughs> just twenty years, eighteen years later, yeah, of the journey you and Denise had with your first adoption. Yeah. And, you know, because of the age of your son, I won't say his name, but you know He's okay with it. Okay. Well uh <laughs> You know, he kind of likes it when we talk about it. Well, right that's here. true. He, he loves <laughs> it. Yeah, just as long as he can get some plumbing equipment out it. <laughs> so, you know, Taylor said something that I think is true. And I bet a lot of people, even in the adoption community, are probably going, what exactly is autism? Yeah. So I know you're a you're an educator. <laughs> Denise is an educator. Y'all, y'all have worked with with both special needs and um you know learning challenges and learning differences. You lead our education yeah. program here at Lifeline. Can you just quickly educate people on what exactly
1: is the spectrum? What does that mean? So I'm gonna do a terrible job of this because I'm not an expert either. Hey, and, we're listening to <laughs> right. You know, and and so but but I think I think what it comes down to is is it's and by a spectrum, that's just a very technical way of saying that every child with autism is different mm. and that there are some clusters of kind of common um, common behaviors and some common needs of our kids that that they can kind of be sort of clumped into categories. But the autism spectrum is really kind of rejecting that idea and just saying that there is this thing mm. that we really don't understand. A whole lot about we don't know why we don't know really what in a lot of cases. But the core of it is that our our kids process and experience the world differently than we do. Mm. And so uh, and it and it affects every child differently. There's no, you know, pattern to it at all. But like things, you know, I'll point out things about, you know, about our son. He um, his sense of smell Mm. is remarkable. And so he's the kid that will walk in the house and go, something stinks. And we're going like, well, we don't smell it. Like we're kind of nose blind to it. And he, you know, he finds the, you know, the thing he walks in and he says, yeah, right, right. He he walks in and and he, you know, immediately is you know, you clean the house and it's dissipated and nobody else smells it. And he's just right on. And that's just like one example of it's hearing it's visually, he sees the world differently, but there also are processing differences and things. And, and, and so the way that our kids react to the world is different as well. Mm. And, um, and truly <laughs> like i you know i'm looking at, uh, at at you guys as we're as we're talking about this the thing is we don't understand it no. and and part of the challenge of it is, is is having a child that that you know is seeing a world that's different than the world that you're seeing and how are we bridging the gap and and how are we helping them to live in a world where most of us all kind of see it the same way
2: yeah
1: mm-hmm. um and, and I, I think that's you know that's what it comes down to and I, and I think we're we're always on the quest of then trying to do things and and we're looking for those therapeutic interventions and we're looking for those things that help our kids to be able to kind of bring meaning and understanding and 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 to help them to kind of organize what they experience about the world in ways that allow them to be able to function well right. in a world that's just out of step with them right. Yeah. And I think the important thing, too, is we we need
0: to be careful because I think a lot of times we look at something like being on the autism spectrum and we'll say less than. Yeah. And really, it's greater than. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. even to testimony to that, what just a couple of weeks ago, my wife calls Eric because mm-hmm. Eric is literally brilliant when it comes to plumbing, to electricity And he diagnoses a toilet problem we're having over the phone just (laughs) by getting the symptoms. And he hones in. I I remember when he was like 10 years old and he walks in to my house and he says, oh, Mr. Herbie, your uh, your dishwasher is is uh, is 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 on recall. And literally we had just gotten it back (laughs) with the new parts because it had been recalled. And and, in just the instant just, it's a greater than, right. Sure. And yeah, there, there are things that are struggles. There are things that are hardships. Sure. um So Taylor, I, I'd be interested because, you know, you talked about really, I think the 10 days plus that y'all really spent concentrated on the Lord and the confidence and the assuredness you said, Hey, that's our son. But there's so many unknowns like mm-hmm. you even talked about, you go from May to October. Yes.
3: And we had a file that scared us, beyond what you would believe <laughs> uh, and very, a very small percentage of that file was accurate like yeah. we look back at it Katie had it pulled up earlier it just wasn't true mm-hmm. but that's all we had to go off of right. we had two or three pictures and this mm-hmm. file Right. Yeah. so the entire summer that's all we thought about you know we would have our evening walks as a couple and that our conversation never tilted it's
2: always from like Jonas.
3: it was always Jonas <laughs> um I think it's just a feeling uh. you get. Uh, and that, that line kept coming in. Okay, if we had a child, he was two, he was three, and he was diagnosed with autism, what would we do? We wouldn't – nothing we could do mm. besides say okay. And that's what kept mm. just – even today when it's hard. Yeah. yeah, Like yesterday was one of the hardest days yeah, we've yeah. had in a long time. Yeah. But what can you do? Yeah. And I kind of look at it differently now. It's how can a parent – how can I – like you were saying – how can I shield him and protect him to the world that he sees yep. compared to what I see? Because what I saw yesterday was everything was normal. Yep. But what he saw, there was something that was off. Yeah. And how do we learn? But how do we help? Yeah.
2: So during that season, too, I remember... We both had seasons, um, and thankfully they weren't typically Mm -hmm. at the same time, but we both had seasons of overwhelming fear. Um, Lots of fear of the unknown, lots of fear of uncertainties. And we truly had to dive into scripture. The Lord did not give us a spirit of fear. And if he did not give it to us, then where is it coming from? Mm, Um, And if it's not the Lord, then what are we doing with it? And so it was just... um, diving into scripture. I had a, like a, a little note card with each day of the week on it and certain prayer requests over Jonas and over hungry and over his foster family. And like every week for, for four months, that's what we prayed. And we prayed those scriptures and had different verses on fear. I mean, I feel like I can spout them <laughs> off to you right now about how the Lord will be with you through the fires and the flood. And, um, Not saying that he will shield you from the fires Mm -hmm. and the flood because there will be seasons that are hard and and trying, but that he will walk with you through those. Mm -hmm. And to know that we weren't going into this season alone was what gave us that peace. And it was, I mean, truly the peace that surpasses understanding. It wasn't anything that we could have done um, like we weren't just like, I do gritting our teeth. Yeah, we
3: couldn't buy patients. No, no, right now,
2: yeah, that's the season. We're yeah,
3: I think <laughs> before we went to Hungary, we knew that we would be there six or seven weeks. And personally, I dreaded that. Yeah. I was like, let's go get in, let's get back home. Right. Mm-hmm. But we looked at it as when we left Hungary after that period of time, we were so thankful mm-hmm. that we did it because we felt like, preparing to travel preparing to come home we knew him better we knew his needs Mm -hmm. we knew that what he needed on that plane we could help him we could help him and that was incredible too
2: so really just i mean during that season how we were so sure is Mm -hmm. just that the lord gave us peace Mm -hmm. that we we couldn't supply on our own Mm -hmm.